Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting edition of Brothers Talking Pucks. My name is John Brown. We're talking Flyers hockey once again on the show. So frustrating, man. It is really, really frustrating. We are on the heels of the stadium series. The Flyers are in Pittsburgh right now. They're going to get ready to take on the Penguins, the hated Penguins at Heinz Field. It's a big game. We all, first of all, you know, anytime you play the Penguins, it's going to be a big game. But unfortunately, there's not, there's not a lot of buzz. They're not going into this game with a lot of momentum because they got it handed to them on Thursday. They got it handed to them on Wednesday at home to the Capitals. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what's coming up in the stadium series. We're going to talk about the impending trade deadline with our guest this week from Comcast Sportsnet, CSN Philly. And she also writes for Sisters Talking Pucks. Ladies and gentlemen, Caitlin Hemsley is here. Caitlin, what's going on? AJB. How are you? I'm Kind of mad at the Flyers, but who isn't right now? Kind of. No, explain kind of mad, because I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> that game on Wednesday didn't leave me kind of mad. I'm yeah, I'm, I, I'm real mad. Okay, that game on Wednesday left me not surprised, honestly. Okay, why not? Uh, Considering the Capitals are the best team in the league. I, I think by far they have the best goal differential. They've scored 104 goals since January 1st, where the Flyers have scored an NHL low of 40. Yeah, they the Flyers I, are allergic to the net it, right now. They, they, they're not so good at the They're, like, afraid of the net right now. It's fine, the, I guess. Well, I mean, but, they're, they're afraid of the, they're afraid of the why, why are they so afraid of – the opponent's goal, yet they seem to love letting goals into their own. You know, they're they're, they're giving um, up, giving up lots of points. I mean, it's really. I mean, now you you ha- you were at the game on Wednesday. You were at the game. I was on at the one- game. You saw it firsthand. I mean, what what is going on with this team? Uh, it it's obviously the offense. They are just. Mm. They're, they're lead, they lead games. They beat opponents in shots, but they the shots are just not finding their way into the net. With last night's game, they had two goals that were completely disallowed. The first goal, straight off the bat, that where Voracek managed to score, but then got it got disallowed because Dale Weiss ran into Braden Holtby. It was a game changer at that point. The Flyers came in hot. They scored maybe a minute into the game. And you thought, hey, maybe the Flyers are actually going to do this. And then that goal got disallowed. And then another goal got disallowed with Proveroff goal hitting off the crossbar and then bouncing out. No goal. So if those two goals had counted, that game would have been completely and totally different. It would have been a three-three tie at one point. So, and the score would have been 
probably 4-3, but I, I still think the Capitals would have won that game. The, the Capitals are that much better than the Flyers are right now. But at least the game would have been a little bit better performed. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're not giving it their all out there because they lead every game shots. They, they led last night in hits. They led at one point in another category. They were at one point they were doing a lot better on the ice than the Capitals were, and then the Capitals did what the Capitals do. They they're good. They, I mean, I don't think anybody, nobody expects at this point this current Flyers team to be on the same level as. The Capitals, because I mean, once again, the Capitals are you know they're the cream of the crop, you know they're you know they're they're at the top of the totem pole, they're at the t- totem pole, excuse me, they're at the top of this food chain. The Flyers at at the bottom, but you kind of, you, I mean, I guess from watching this team, I'm a little bit frustrated because I I'm getting, I guess I'm I'm tired of like the almost like the moral victories. I understand this team, you know, they, they played them tough. But nonetheless, I still expected more. I expected better. I feel like, the, you know, Flyers couldn't get out of their own way. And after, Yeah, I, I definitely feel like that sometimes yeah. when it – And especially after that first – especially after that first goal. I feel like, for me and a lot of Flyers fans, when you're watching that game and then, they, you know, you're, you're excited – when they score early, when they score, scored early, you're like, okay. And, I, and just like you said, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Maybe things might be different. What's going on here? What's happening here? You know, you're, you're, you you know, you, you take notice. But then when they, when, when they, when the goal gets disallowed and they go into that first intermission down two nothing, I'm just like, at that point, I'm like, you know what? This game's over. You know, I, and and I don't want to feel that way about the Flyers or any team that I cheer for on the regular. But as I'm sitting there and I'm like, I, given the Flyers' offensive woes, to to, to see them down, you know, when they then give up two goals in the first in in the first period, that kind of it 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 just saps my confidence in this team. Do you feel the same way? I I do. I mean, not just going back to last night's game, but that Vancouver game is for people who actually managed to stay up for a ten o'clock start. The Flyers came out came out with a three nothing lead, three nothing, and then they managed to get it to three two at one point. And it's just like, what what is happening? It's it's an offensive thing. It's a defensive thing. The Flyers are just not a together team right now, which is concerning because you thought after, well, because going into 2017, you kind of had a different spin on them. You were like, okay, the Flyers are in a good spot right now. I think at one point going into the early 2017, they had just lost a couple games, but they were still in that second playoff spot and they were still pretty safe. But you look at the standings now, they're three points behind three teams and four points behind another, depending on the games that are going on right now. It could be more, but 
it's not been a good January or February or 2017 in general for the Flyers. And I, they, and I get that. And I guess it's it's now because because this is Philadelphia. This is Philadelphia, and when a team is struggling, you you start to want you want to you want to place the blame somewhere. You want to point fingers when your team is struggling, when your team is not performing. In this city, you know, somebody has to answer for that. Now, this has been an up and down season. You know, we kind of struggled. This team kind of struggled coming out the gates. And then it had that 10-game winning streak. And everyone started to think, whoa, you know, maybe. You know, maybe this team is better than we thought. Maybe this team is a possible playoff team. And now you're sitting there on the heels of a, you're, you're We're sitting here with a team that at some point, that at one point in the season won 10 games. And now you're sitting there like, this team's not even going to make the playoffs. That's and, the, that's a something that I've noticed going on through all Philadelphia sports. Mm-hmm. The Eagles started out with that 3-0 and start. Everybody was so positive about them. And then the rest of that season, the Sixers for a while, that month of January where they won 10 games. And now they're starting to go a little bit that's why, shaky. That's why I, mean, I appreciate so the, many injuries. That's now. why I appreciate the Phillies. They they pretty much consistently sucked all season. There was no, you know, <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't need, I don't need the gray area. I don't need those. You know, if, if you're going to suck, just suck consistently. Don't, you know, don't tease me with periods of unsuck only to go right back to suck. So, you know, so the Phillies on the other hand, you know, I mean, just like you said, you know, the Eagles come out, they come out the box three and oh, and you're thinking, whoa, wait a minute. Okay. This team's better than we thought. And then they sucked. Yeah. Sixes started off sucking and then they had a January that was actually good. And now they're right back to sucking. So, you know, it's it's like, well, the Phillies did have that. It, start, it actually started with the Phillies because they had that entire May and June where they won a bunch of games and then they oh, started yeah, sucking right. again after yeah. before oh, the All-Star yeah. break. Oh, yeah. 2016 yeah, not a good about, year for oh, Philadelphia. I forgot about that. Oh, goodness. Yeah, you're, you're, I'm sorry you're absolutely to ruin right. it, but 2016 you're, you're, is not oh. a great year for Philadelphia. Oh, you're going to drop... Just drive you're, the you're, nail you're, in you're, there while no, I can. No, no, you're driving... We're not driving nails. You're driving me to drink. That's what you're doing. That's that's, that's, <laughs> that's what that is. But getting getting back to we their, we can always ne- talk about something positive with the Flyers. Okay. Or, or, well, I, I like positive. But before we get into that, the question I have for you is getting back to the point to where I feel like some, you know, you need to blame somebody. At what point do we? Re- I keep. I feel like I I ask this on this show. Every time we have it, every time we're in a period where the Flyers are struggling, I I feel like at what point do we start blaming the coach? At what point do we start looking at the coach, especially when you look at these lineup changes, all these scratches, all these line changes that don't seem to ever have a sustained level of success? They might, you know. You're, you're scratching a guy here, you're changing a line here, and it never seems to work over a period of time. So at what point are you saying, okay, this guy seems to be trying everything that he has and this team is still struggling? At what point do you look at the coach and say, all right, you know what, maybe he needs to go? Um, 
I think a lot of people are thinking that now. Got that. But right. I, I, for for a while, I was kind of on the. I don't know how this coaching thing with Hacksaw is going to work, but I mean, the guy's tried everything, but he's still missing some key elements. And I feel like we say that about a lot of Philadelphia teams, but it's true. The Flyers are missing that really strong scoring winger. And they're missing a couple defender, defensive men and at least a strong presence that can score. They're, they're missing their main score. I mean, they used to, unfortunately, the way that a lot of their players are performing right now, they don't have that set-up scorer kind of guy. I, they have Simmons, who is doing incredibly well this season. Okay. But they, you don't have Claude Giroux performing to expectations. You don't have Voracek performing to expectations. Braden Shen seems to score only on the power play lately, which is mm-hmm. whatever. And there's a couple other guys you can mix in through lines, but when your top guys aren't performing, that's a problem. No, I understand. And I... And I don't think you can blame the coach on that one, Mm -hmm. to be honest. So are you saying? I think he's trying to get those top players in a position where they can score. People like Ghost and Giroux, those guys, he's trying to find ways where those guys can score, but they're not. So I don't think you can blame the coach on this one. You got to play the players. So then that brings us up, that brings us to our next topic. The trade deadline, it is quickly approaching in the NHL. And it's obvious that, it's obvious something needs to change. Something has to change. Something has to be different. So let me ask you, given given the fact that this this team is struggling and you've, You've come out and you've said that, you know, they, they just don't have what it takes to, you know, maintain a level of success. So what changes do you think could be made? Like, like um, give me a name that who you feel like is on the top of the list could, that could be gone from this Flyers team. Uh, top name on my list right now is Michael Neuvert. Well, really? Michael Neuver, yeah, you have but, him. You have him out. You have him out the door. And like, I why have is Michael Neuver out the door? Why? Why do you have um, him? Why him? I should honestly, say. he has been incredibly good for the Flyers. Sure, he lets in goals, and last night was not fantastic. Mm. The performance in Edmonton a couple weeks ago not fantastic, but before that, he usually he'd let in two or so goals a game and if the Flyers had managed to get an offense that's not bad I mean considering what Mason had done before he was benched for this would probably be about his 10th game that he hasn't played by the way it's been a month since Steve Mason has gotten a win but I think they're looking to showcase no yeah I think they're looking to showcase Neubert which is why he's been starting all of these games and is expected to start on Saturday, not Steve Mason. That's huge. 
That's huge. So that, let, that is really big. That that is that is very big. So let me ask you this: Are you, you bring up you bring up Steve Mason, who really had you know hasn't really been. He hasn't set the world on fire. Let's, I mean, let's just be real. But are you confident enough in Steve Mason that you are now ready to move Michael Neuvert? Um, honestly, I don't think it's a confidence thing. It's more of a which player do they think they're going to get the better value out of. Mm. It, it's not a confidence thing any, and anymore. The Flyers have lost too many games now and I'm not feeling great about a lot of the other games coming into the future Mm -hmm. that I think Ron Hextall is going to sell the goalie who has the most that they can get for them there's a lot of teams that are looking for backup goalies for the playoffs there's the Kings that are looking uh there's a couple other teams that they're looking for backup goalies because they're going to need them in the playoffs. And Michael Neuvert has made a career out of being a backup goaltender. And he would do pretty well on another team, but he's been playing a lot. He's been healthy which lately, which is good. I just think Neuvert is that first one out the door. So given what you said about Neuvert, as a fan, we know that it's hard to wrap your mind around accepting that the team is not going to go to the playoffs. So that being said, do you feel like the Flyers as an organization, if they trade Michael Neuvirth, that they're giving up on the season? Um, That's kind of tough. I mean, I just see it as a, trade value thing not as a giving it up giving up the season kind of thing because they could get a pretty decent wing or defenseman out of a goal from another team out of Michael Neuvert and that could help them going into a stronger playoff push and they could bring up Anthony Stolarz who was impressive in the two starts that he had this season and I'd be confident enough to give him some more time starting and we all know what's Mason can do and he usually performs pretty well after sitting a couple games Mm -hmm. I'm sure he'll come back and perform decently well for the first game that he's back although I wanted it to be Saturday's game but (laughs) yeah we're not going to get lucky that way so so that being said let me ask you this I'm I'm going to put you on the spot but you uh, you brought up the Kings you brought uh, the Kings and their need for a backup goalie. Is there a player on the Kings that you think could be available that the Flyers should take a look at? Uh, There's not anybody on the Kings who I can see them making a deal for at the moment. Okay. Because I haven't done extensive research on the Kings. What? You haven't done extensive research? Not, not extensive. Oh, no. What? Oh my! That that that's it. Show's over. I'm I'm done. I'm I'm walking. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Go ahead. What, what were you saying? Uh, well, the thing that I know about the Kings is that Jonathan Quick is not gonna might not come back because he's been injured for such a long time. Yeah. And they're relying on a backup, or they're relying on their current backup goalie, and they're gonna need somebody else if Jonathan Quick doesn't come back. 
So that's the only reason that I've been keeping an eye on it, just because it's one spot that Neuvert or Mason could end up. They're, mm. I mean, they could completely flip the script and send Steve Mason somewhere oh. like they did with the Sixers yeah. and Nerlens Noel and Julia Okafor. Oh, they right. could completely, totally flip the script. <laughs> but I definitely think out of those two... <laughs> Out of those two goalies, it's probably going to end up being Goybert. No, I understand. I understand. So let me so let me let me switch gears a little bit because you think Neuvert will be the first could could be the fir- first to go. Let me throw out another name. Let me throw out Delzado. What do you think about him? Um, I'm kind of surprised at the season that he's been having. It it's just he's been injured a couple of times. He's struggled on some of his defensive play. I would see him being an option for a team that is looking for a kind of veteran defenseman. Um, I can see also see him getting traded as one of the pieces for maybe a winger. Um, I know Colorado is looking for a defenseman. They might be looking at Strait. They might be looking at Delzato. I know they had a couple of scouts there last night. Um, but I know they're looking for a defenseman and Delzato and strike could be their cheaper options for them, at least for right now. And you could probably get a wing or two out of that, that trade. I'm just not sure, but out of the, if you put them in order of who I think is going to go, it's going to be Neuvert straight Delzato. Those are my thoughts. So you, so, do you think it's because there's not a market for Delzato or you just feel like Strite is more, would probably be more of a, a hot commodity if, if, if you could say think, that about, <laughs> if you could say that about Michael Strite. Um, I think that, I mean, Strite has been the stronger defensive player than Delzato this season. He has, he's a little older, which might be a shot against him for hockey players, but I think he's a solid player. Um, I think he's been doing well, and a lot of teams have been looking at him as kind of that veteran defenseman who works hard and does what he needs to do. So teams have been looking at him, but Delzato was already on the Rangers and then came to the Flyers. I I, I just don't – he's not the same player that he was Mm. two years ago when he came to the Flyers. Understood. Understood. Okay, so you 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 thrown out four, uh, three names: Neuvirth, Strite, and Delzato as names that you think could be on the move. Are there names that you feel like have been thrown out there, but you'd be surprised that if they actually were moved? Uh, last night I heard the name Sean Couturier a couple of times, oh, and I was oh, a little oh, nervous. Oh, oh, oh no! Oh, oh, oh my! Oh my God! Who said that? In fact, look, man, we don't subscribe to any of those journalism rules here on Brothers Talking Pucks. So you are a friend of ours. So somebody is out there talking about your favorite, one of your favorite players, Sean Couturier, on the move. I need to know who it is so I can have a conversation with that person. Like, look, uh, man, I, I, we, I we're not having that. Oh, oh, all right, buddy. Well, look. <laughs> If you were in the press box yesterday, if you were in the press box for Wednesday's Flyers Capitals game, and you was talking about the Flyers trading Sean Couturier, hey, you're on my list, buddy. All right. You are also on my list. Look, I will come and get you. Look, 
we don't we don't mess around. You gonna come down, you gonna come off that elevator at the Wells Fargo Center thinking you just gonna walk to your car and end your night and you gonna see me and Caitlin like just just ready to ride on you, son. That's what's gonna happen. Uh as much as I love Sean Couturier. You're not gonna ride on, 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 on a on a reporter that floats out a Sean Couturier trade rumor? That's not gonna happen. He does have a good trade value, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. He's solid on offense and defense. Uh, he, uh, could, he, he could go. He as could. much as I would hate it, mm. I, it wouldn't be surprising if he stayed. Yeah. I'd be shocked if they traded him, but I could also see it happen. I understand. I understand. Well, moving forward, because there's still a lot of season to play. We are on the cusp. We are approaching the stadium series, a series that that at the beginning of the season, go you know, through, for a good portion of this season, we were very much looking forward to. We're still looking forward to it, but I feel like there's you know there's, there's been a little taken off the top on this because the Flyers have struggled so much. But one you know, but still. This is still a big game. Now, you've been around this team. You've been around this Flyers team. How pumped are they for Saturday's game? Oh, I kind of think, I mean, a lot of them are excited. It's the first outside game that that they've been, and a lot of them have been able to play in. A lot of them are getting that first experience of playing an outside game. There's a couple players, Gatorier, Shen, Giroux, they've played in the outside game with the Rangers in 2012. So they, I think all of them are generally excited to be in that kind of spotlight, but we'll just have to see how it goes. I'm a little nervous. Those Penguins look good, too. They are good. They, they're, they're really good. Um, so, so give me, so, I mean, one, the Penguins are good. The Penguins are good. Two, the Flyers Unfortunately, they're not good. And they're the not Peng- good right now. And the Peng- Penguins are playing at home, and they're playing in a big game. But nonetheless, give me a reason why this won't be a complete dumpster fire for the Flyers. Mm-hmm. The Flyers have always done pretty well in Pittsburgh. The last last season, they they didn't have much luck, but... They've always done pretty well in Pittsburgh. They've, for some reason, the Flyers are just a different team when they travel across the state. And I think that they showed a lot more improvement in the Vancouver game when scoring. They showed a lot more improvement in the Capitals game. The refs disallowed two goals, and that was kind of they kind of slumped after that. But coming into those first couple minutes, the Flyers, bam, goal. Okay, that's fine, I guess. So they're showing improvement. They've got more shots than their opponents. They're putting it out there. It's just the goals are not coming to them. And I I don't think this game is going to be a dumpster fire, mm-hmm. to put it that way. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think because it's a national atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And the Flyers always seem to have a kind of aggression when it comes to the Penguins, and the Penguins have a kind of aggression when it comes to the Flyers. Plus the fans there. It's, the fans in that atmosphere, there's going to be a lot more Flyers fans than you think are mm. 
it's not going to be Pittsburgh dominated. I can tell you that. I hear you, and and that's cool. I you know I I I, I that's some that's something I I would love to be a part of. Like I don't know when the Flyers might get an outside game, you know, in the future. But that's some I you know that I'm I'm telling you, we need to pack up the car. We'll put you. We'll get Tim to come back up. We'll jump in the car next next time the Flyers get a an outside game, no matter where it is, no matter who they're playing. We're taking a road trip. All right. Road trip. You like that? You, you like that idea? You, you down with that? Road trip. I hear you. I hear you. Although, I am a little nervous about that game for one reason. Okay. That it's going to rain oh, on boy. Saturday. Oh, no. It's supposed to rain on Saturday in Pittsburgh. And there's a good chance oh, no. the game might get moved to Sunday if it oh, rains. Oh, goodness. Well, we'll think, we'll think dry thoughts. How about that? Oh, yeah. Well, think dry thoughts, but if they I'm play, sure I the mean, game will be fine. But yeah. there's always the weather that'll mess it up. Yeah, yeah. I've heard lots of reports that oh, at least they have a backup plan. I hear you. Yeah, you're 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 absolutely right about that. So, given all that, before we let you go, give me your prediction for this weekend's uh, stadium series: Flyers, Penguins, Heinz Field. Uh, in the in a Facebook Live video that I did with Sarah Baker, our good friend Sarah uh, Baker, I predicted yeah. our good friend Sarah Baker. I predicted the Capitals were going to beat the Flyers on Wednesday, two mm. one. I'm so hesitant to do this, but I'm going to pick the Flyers. What? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I mean. There's something about Pittsburgh for the mm-hmm. Flyers that it's just a different atmosphere. And I think with as many fans that I've heard are going to the Flyers game, it's mm-hmm. not gonna it's it's not gonna be completely Penguins country. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be some loud, loud Flyers fans. Mm-hmm. And it'll be a different atmosphere, there'll be a different kind of environment. I think the Flyers win two one. Oh, oh boy. I love it. I, you know, I too, because look, once again, I'm not here for objective journalism. I'm here for straight fanhood. So let me tell you this. I don't think the Flyers are going to win 2-1. I think the Flyers are going to win 4-3 in overtime. That's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm saying. Four three and oh, in fact, you know, let me let me let, let, let me cover my behind a little bit, and I'll say four three in either overtime or they actually win a road shootout. Four three a road shootout. Yes. I, I don't know. I think my score is a little bit easier. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. One, I just don't. I I I don't see a game where they win and Neuvert only gives up one goal. So I, I think there will be more than one goal, but I say Flyers win four to three in overtime. I think Neuvert's due for a one-goal game. Uh, okay. He's got given up a couple games where he's given up more than two or at, or at least two. He's due for a good game, Doof. and I think this one's it. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. All right, Kaylin, got to let you go, all right? All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Caitlin. Hey, once again, you guys. Today it is. Today's been a good. It's been a good day.
been a good show. You've been listening to Brothers Talking Pucks. My name is John Brown. As always, tell me what you think of this podcast. Hit me up at any time on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BITW Sports. Once again, that's at BITW Sports, the home of the best in the world sports report. Remember to check out that podcast later on this weekend because we will be talking all about Sixers and their trade news. Nerlens Noel, he's out of there. So we're going to talk about that. But once again, this has been Brothers Talking Pucks. My name is John Brown, and I'm out. Peace.